the Hollywood Bound Actor Podcast. The number one place to be if you're an actor who wants to book starring roles in film and television. And now your host, the booking magnet, Christine Horn. Hey, what's up? It's Christine Horn, the Booking Magnet. Welcome back to another episode of Booking Magnet Magic. Oh, today you get to witness my magical friend, Denitra Eisler. You know her from her six season recurring role of Nurse Huntley in The Resident on Fox. And she was in Just Mercy, The Act, The Underground Railroad, Claw and many, many more. She is an amazing actor. We met in Atlanta years ago in the theater scene, and she has just gone on to do so many amazing things. I'm so proud of her. This was a really transparent, raw conversation that I know you're just gonna love. Um, so tune in, get your snack, get your beverage, whatever you need to do, call up a friend, tell them to watch it with you, and enjoy this interview with Denitra Eisler. We are here. Yeah, our bald heads are here. Bald sister, unite, baby. Bald sister, you've been rocking. You've been rocking it way longer than I have, and doing it beautifully and representing on screen and on stage for years. Oh, thank um, you. And just, girl, you make it look good, honey. You make it look good, girl. You are yeah. killing it. That beautiful skin. Oh those, man! Beautiful, those beautiful teeth, girl. You're killing it. Come on, turn Listen, I am so happy to talk to you. For those of you who are watching and listening, Denitra and I have known each other for a very long time. We yes, met, I think we met through the Atlanta theater scene. If I'm not, if I, that's correct, and like that's correct. Back in the day, I'm talking Horizon Theater Company in Atlanta. Girl, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day when we couldn't rub two pennies together. Right. <laughs> and rub Ooh, them together. And look, before we even go any further, I just got to start by saying, I am, first of all, when, when your assistant uh, reached out to me to do the interview, I was thrilled just to be able to spend this time with you. But I just want to start out just by giving you your flowers. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I think it's so important for us to uplift each other and to see each other because so often we're not seen in this industry. So right. from me to you, can I just say, sis, you are killing the game. I'm loving your work. You are, I got goosebumps right now. Like you are just, mwah. Oh, so I want to say I, I'm a fan and I, you know, it's just so nice to be able to see people that you love winning and you're winning, sis. And I, I'm so proud of you. I appreciate that. And I receive it and I'm going to take that virtual hug. Take it in. And, yeah, take it in. And I'm, I'm sending it back, y'all. Me and Denisha would meet up. We would see each other at the DeKalb Farmer's Market parking lot getting our vegetables <laughs> and our seasonings. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> And Mr. now I was I was just Mr. saying I looked, yes I looked on your IMDb it was like over fifty one episodes of the resident television show and it just that makes me proud too because we especially when I know people have like put in the put in the work put in the yeah. time like and and I love that we came up in the theater and it, and we'll talk more about that but. I believe theater, just that theater training just prepares you for so much 
it's the ballet of acting. Yeah. You know, it's the foundation. And so I, there's nothing like being on stage and creating a piece of art with the audience. And that piece of art will never be again. True. You know, there's no way to replicate that. And even, you know, I love even the the mistakes that can happen on stage and, and how you go about correcting that. And um, yeah, there, I will always love the theater and I will always love the stage. But I tell you, as you get older, them like, them, you can keep them eight shows. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to my trailer, please, and get yes. those visuals, please. <laughs> And those those two two a day two on Saturday two on Sunday. Ooh, don't let it be a holiday, and you got listen, listen. So, but yeah, that theater. I, I really, I always tell actors because they always say, you know, well, what should I do to get in the business? And I think a lot of actors want to jump right to the good stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, that whole ten thousand hours isn't it? Ten thousand hours. Yeah, there's something to that. Like you got to pay your dues. You got to put the work in. And so when, when actors come to me and they say, I want to get into the business, I'm like, yo, start with a class. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, start with the basics. You know, I have a master's, you know, in acting and I'm not saying you have to have a master's in acting because you don't, but anything that you, that you enjoy and that you're passionate about, which I'm extremely passionate about acting. And I know that you are too. It's Mm -hmm. in my bones. I can't help but to do it. You got to put some love and attention and time into it. You got to get to the bones and figure out, you know, what it's all about. You got to put, put some, put some grit in it. Put put them hours in it. You know, hours in it. Speaking, you know, I tell people like, look, you can't decide you want to be a surgeon tomorrow and just be like, I'm going to just start cutting people up. Uh, slow up. Slow up. Did you get any training? (laughs) Right, right. Before you come, you know, cutting on me. Exactly. And it's the same thing. It's no different. It is, it's, you know, it's a career. So you have to educate yourself on that. So you got to start at the nitty gritty. Absolutely. Speaking of starting, how did you get into this world of, of being an actor and performing? What was, when did that start for Denitra? You know, it's so funny because I feel like uh, for most actors, they're like, well, I started when I was a kid, but I really did. You know what I mean? It sounds so cliche, but I remember my first play was uh, Bambi and I was the owl and I still have a picture of myself on stage as an owl. And I just knew the first time I was on stage that I was like, whoa, I get to become these different things and people and, and morph, you know, I've always had a very, I've I've always had a a vivid imagination. So I was always creating different worlds and um, I always sang. So I was always singing and creating songs and poems. So I always created my own world. So to be able to get on stage and become these other things and people that was just exciting to me. So, um, in junior high school, I would go to school, then I'd leave school, I'd go to community, you know, theater, and I go to rehearsal. And then I come home at 10, 11 at night, I do my homework and do it all over again. And I was blessed to have parents that were very supportive of me. Um, but I tell you, it's interesting how you're you're affected by your surroundings. My sister was a business major and very successful. And I remember when I went to college, I was like, Okay, now I've got to get serious 
I've got to go ahead and, you know, major in business or something else, even though I've been a performer my whole life. Yeah. And so I went to college and did that for a second and was, you know, I was good at it, but I was unhappy. And I remember I had this long speech for my parents about how, you know, I'm an artist and <laughs> <feel> like <laughs> I need to do this. And girl, I swear it was probably 30 to 40 minutes long. And they listened to the whole speech. And then at the end of it, they were like, well, it's about time. We were wondering why you were trying to major in business, you know, but we would, we went along with it. So from that point on, it's just been something that I've always done. And um, when I graduated from grad school, I went to New York to audition for agents and I, you know, got some offers there, but for some reason, I've always loved Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I went to FAMU for my undergrad. So, you know, you know, HBCU, you, Atlanta was the spot. We would go back and forth. And so I decided to come to Atlanta and hit up the theater world and see, you know, what's going on. And uh, and it went from there. And I, I worked successfully doing theater for years and years and years. And then um, took a break mm -hmm. to try and have a baby. And that didn't quite work out. And so when I entered back into acting, I was like, let me, let me try this film and TV industry out and see what's going on there. Because like I told you, that the eight shows a week, <laughs> they were getting loud. Um, <laughs> and honestly, um, I think my first show back was on House of Pain. Thank God to Tyler Perry for all the actors that he has helped oh. kind of launch yeah. into their careers. Um, I'm so blessed for that. And from there, it just... Went from there and I've been working pretty steady ever since. Yes, you have. I love that story. And I am I love hearing about how supportive your, your family was. It's so huge. And I know everybody doesn't have that. My mother is definitely, yeah. was definitely a rock because it's a sacrifice for, for parents and yes. love, especially back in the day. We spoil now with self-tapes. Right. Hey, he was driving and calling New Orleans. And yes. <laughs> like, wait, my mother used to say, did you get the part? No, mom. It's the first audition. So you mean to tell me you got to drive eight hours? <laughs> For the first audition. <laughs> and you were driving, with not you? Sure did. Sure mm -hmm. did. So mm -hmm. We are so spoiled now. But I really, I believe it's those stories, those things that made us. That's why I, you and I are both very confident when in this work, when we show up on at an audition, and there's been many times, y'all, me and Denisha have been in the same room together, same part. All right, sis, kill it, right? Kill it, look, kill it. And you know what? I've always loved and appreciated that about you too. We're all, we're the same when it comes to this. There is, there, there is enough in this industry for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody. There's enough. And I've always known and you've always known if the role is mine, it's going to be mine. Absolutely. If the role is yours, it's yours. And yep. so all we can do is be there and support each other and, and cheer each other on because that's what it's about. It's all love. Yeah. Because if I'm if I get it or if you get it, we still win it. Because a black woman has the role. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. And it's another door open. Gosh, every yeah. time I see, I'm like, oh, that's another one, another one. You know, like the path of success has been laid. You know, yeah. and I love that so much. You know, when you were younger, especially when you were younger and you were doing the community theater and doing the plays, 
who were some of the people, if you can remember their names, that you would watch that inspired you, whether it was on in theater or whether it was on a movie or TV show? Do you remember like who they were? And if not, like, what was it about those people you watched that inspired you? You know, it's so funny. Um, one person really comes to mind and there have been so many, like, I hate to just say one person, but this, this one person really influenced my, um, career. Um, Don Cheadle. Mm. Let me tell you why. Uh, my sister is no longer my manager, but uh, when my sister started to manage me, and honestly, way before that, because even before she managed me, she was always my cheerleader and my number one, you know, encourager. So um, one of the things that we decided to do, our plan, which was a very loose plan, because I'm, I kind of go with, you know, I'm, I'm hippy dippy. I kind of go with the flow and the energy. You know what I'm saying? I show up and do my best. And, and I know that the universe is going to provide everything I need. So, but one of our plans was, we used to call it Don Cheadling the industry. Ooh, and let me tell you why. Again. Tell me more. Tell me because more. before Hotel Rwanda, Don Cheadle was the guy that you would see in everything. And you didn't quite know who he was, but you're mm -hmm. like, oh, there goes that guy again. Oh, mm -hmm. that, and you, but you knew that you liked him and that right. he was good. And you go, oh, wow, there goes that guy again. Oh, that, and then you start, oh, Don Cheadle. Okay, Don Cheadle. Uh, and then Hotel Rwanda hit and it was just, you know. And so mm -hmm. to be able to get some of the roles that I wanted in the industry, that was my plan. I'm like, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to be in everything. You're going to turn on the TV and you're going to be like, Wait, she looks familiar. Mm -hmm. there, oh, there's there's that that wait, is that the same girl? You mm -hmm. know, and just start showing up until my face is familiar, you know, and then and show up and do the work, mm -hmm. be professional, have a good attitude, you know, and enjoy what you're doing. Because a lot of people get so caught up in the role and the but if you're not gonna enjoy it, who cares? Right. right. You gotta enjoy the journey. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm on my sixth season at the resident, and I can tell you, every time I go to work, it is a pleasure. Yeah, I'm on a set with people that are amazing. You know, you've got producers that are awesome, and yeah. so it's it's important to have an environment that is also feeding back love to you. Yeah. You're giving all that you can, and they're giving back to you as well. That's so important, you know. I know there's a lot of sets that can be kind of toxic and abusive. Man, yeah. don't put up with that crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the same way with if you're going to a corporate world or wherever, you want to be in an environment that feeds you, that you're enjoying what you're doing. Like, I don't ever want to retire. Yeah. I love yeah. what I do. Me too. There's no need to retire. It's not work. Right. I mean, now mind you, it is work, you know. But the fun, the fun. But it's fun. Right. I always tell people when I leave the, the makeup uh, trailer, I'll meet you on the playground. Oh, I love Because that. that's what it is. We get to play, you know? Yeah. So Don Cheadle was really, gave me an idea about how it's not always the, you don't always have to get um, the series regular role to be noticed and recognized and to do good work. Because in everything that he was in, he showed up, he did his job, he was memorable, he made those characters pop, and you remembered him. And so that's, you know, that was 
my plan, just to John, Don Cheadle, the industry, you know? I love it. And, you know, for me, the movie that I most remember him, the one that did it for me was Devil in a Blue Dress, where he played mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know it was supposed to be about Denzel, and it was. But yeah, it was but about Mouse. Listen. You talk about memorable moments. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen. So, said, you, so told me not to shoot, you told me not to shoot him. So I stabbed him. What? <laughs> what? Just his commitment. And I remember seeing an audition, a behind the scenes audition of his role. And I was just like, <gasps> yes. Just that. Because even if you have one line, kill that one line. And I promise you, you will be remembered for that. You know? So, you know, it's, it's all about showing up and, and, and doing your best work, whatever it is. I love that. Ooh, Don, we gonna Don Cheeto this thing. Okay, we gonna Don Cheeto this thing, girl. Yeah, I think I might be Don Cheetoing this thing right now. Oh, that's where I am. Look, 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 Christine, you have been Don Cheetoing <laughs> the industry forever, girl. I swear, I can't turn on nothing. I be like, oh, there goes Christine again. There goes Christine again. Hey, girl. You like, you know, like you right there. Hey, Christine. <laughs> what do you i'm gonna shift gears a little bit i love that that's my new thing i'm i'm, I'm adapting that from from today on <laughs> when we talk about you know i love that and it's don of course don chilu is one of many people yes. and you've been watching this series y'all everybody every person that i've interviewed has said someone else and they all have so many amazing things that mm. that stand out for them but when you think about yourself janitra what do you know? This is my Oprah moment, okay? Yes, girl, yes. What do you know for sure, Denitra, is your magical superpower? When you step on a set, when you step on an, in an audition, what's that thing that is undeniable and you know it for yourself? <sighs> okay. I'm going to say more than one thing. Okay. But I'm going to start off with my kindness. Mm. You know, talk about about Oprah. Um, I think wasn't wasn't it the interview with uh, was it Maya Angelou or was it Toni Morrison? I think it was Maya Angelou where she said that people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. For me, being able to be on a set is a gift. Mm-hmm. I recognize and I understand that to create this art that we are blessed to create, that it takes everybody from the director to craft services, to background, everyone is needed to create this piece of art. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is my joy to show up on set, to speak to everybody, to give people hugs. I know in this time of COVID, you know, I can't, I still sneak them in, but I'm not supposed to be giving hugs. (laughs) But to make sure that everybody realizes that they are seen. Yeah. That they are seen, that they are important, that I appreciate them. And, you know, that I realize that I don't have to be on that set. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Trust me, there are hundreds of other actresses and actors that are trying to get my role or that would love to have that role. Mm-hmm. So when I show up, I make sure that I show up, you know, authentically because I'm not faking it either. I'm happy to be there and that I'm kind and that I know that I have joy and sunshine to give to people on set, you know? And then the other thing that, um, 
that I try and continue to tap into. And, and let's be real. We all have the critic in our head that's saying, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Are you ready for this? And everybody has it. Mm-hmm. We all think that that only, you know, everybody has it from the Kanye's to whoever. Mm-hmm. Everyone has that little critic that comes in and says, are you really ready for this? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you really think you got it? But the one thing that I have learned, and I don't, if it's wisdom or being on the, on this earth for 50 years, but I know that I have everything within me mm-hmm. to do whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. Everything is within me to do whatever I need to do. And I, when you know that, when you stop being nervous and you take that nervous energy and you use it as fuel to fuel you to get excited about a situation, And you know that you can show up when it's the hardest, you know, doing musicals and not having a voice. You know what I'm saying? Like showing up, doing scenes and you know you're sick as a dog. So I've done that. I've been through that. You know, I wish that I could just tell all of the artists that are younger, that are in their 20s, that are just starting that, hey, trust it. Mm. Trust and know that everything you need, you have. And show up, be authentically yourself, and let that gift flow through you. That's so good. That's so good. You know, if you've been watching this series, you know, we, the goal here is to remind you, just like Denitra sharing, I want you, if you are not tapped into yet what your magical superpower is, the thing that is undeniable, that you don't need someone else to tell you about yourself, the thing you know that's true for you, keep exploring that. Keep going within, you know, so much of... I think being a successful artist is not is allowing yourself the opportunity to be to be vulnerable enough to go within and to ask those questions. Yes. To see yourself. Because this industry, A, we're always trying on different roles and characters. So we're outside of yeah. ourselves. And then people are looking at us and judging us, deciding they want us for their projects. So that's someone else's opinions and ideas thrown onto us. Yes. So that inner knowing of this is who I am and this is what I offer. And this is what makes me special. You show yeah. up different rooms. You show up different. Yes, you show up different. And also you, you're, you're okay about asking for what you need. I tell you, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen season four of, of The Resident, but I, I can talk about it because it's already out there. There's a scene in uh, the premiere of season four where I'm being intubated of COVID. And it's an extremely emotional scene. And um, I don't know if people realize that, you know, even emotional scenes, you have to do over and over and over and over and over again. So if you're, you know, if you're crying, you know, and you're deep in this emotional, you've got to get, you've got to stay there and you've got to get there so that you can keep reproducing it. And I remember if I, in my younger years, I would have just tried to muster all that emotion up. And, and not say anything about the noise that was going on around me. But as I've gotten older and more confident in who I am and what I bring, you know, I was able to say, you know, and it, you don't have to be, it's not about being rude because I don't believe in being rude on the set, but you do need to, to say what you need. And I was able to say, hey, you guys, I can't have a lot of noise at this yeah. time. I need to stay in this emotion. It's already super vulnerable. Right. 
to be in that kind of emotion in front of all of these people. So um, it's important to know what you need and not be afraid to say that, you know, like, hey, right now I need I need quiet so that I can produce and stay in this in this vulnerable state that I'm in. Yeah. And you're right. It that it starts from knowing yourself, feeling worthy enough to even to know you belong. I just I just did an Instagram live today talking about knowing you belong is step one when you get to sets. So you're not yeah. operating from a small place like, oh, I'm so yeah. happy. Like, yeah, I know you grat- you got gratitude, but show up. You were chosen. Yes. You're there for a reason. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of times we get these roles and we want to cower. You're there because they want you for that role because of what you individually did. That's different from everyone else. Yes, there are amazing, talented, incredible people out there, but there's only one you. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's true. It's no that. one else can add to that role what Christine can add to that role, what Denitra can add to that role, what whoever. Uh, Don Cheadle can add to that role. It's it's a specific thing that you have that makes that role come alive. And so when you get on set, know that, be confident in that. Now, to get there and be confident in that, it takes work. Yeah, you have to be prepared. Don't come in there not prepared. <laughs> I say preparation breeds confidence. Listen, and and you'll have a lot of people on set, a listers who are not going to know their lines and not be prepared. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't follow them. Come with your lines ready and be prepared because then you can't, you can't fall if you're not prepared. You know, you can't just, just, just fall back and trust and really be vulnerable in that role if you're not prepared for it. Oh, y'all, this is gold. Nuggets. Nuggets. (laughs) So worried about somebody else. Cause I've had some actors who are mentor come back. I was on that set and they didn't even know it. I'm like, listen, also don't also judge that either too much. Right. You coming and doing your one scene, this person is number one or two in the call sheet. They are in every scene. They get scripted. Every, every scene, scene and they've been working 12, 13, 14, 15 hour days. Exactly. So you, yeah, I need you to be business. on point. That's right. <laughs> mind your business and just stay in your lane. Focus okay. on Focus on you. Focus on you. Don't worry about that number one and what they can't do. You just make sure when they get that line out that yours is right on top of it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, listen, this is gold from the pros. Let me tell you, people who have been in it. Um, what role did you book? What paid gig, specifically paid, what paid gig did you book? And once you got done, you were like, I'm really good at this. I'm good at this. Uh, um, wow. I I would have to say, um, I hate to, to repeat myself, but I would have to say one of the scenes that I'm really proud of is that intubation scene. Okay. I gotta um, watch that. I gotta see because, that. Because um it was really just raw and um true, truthful, I felt. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, when you feel it, you know, mm-hmm. when you're like, oh, I feel like I'm hitting it. Like, because you're there, you're in the moment. You are in that emotion. And so um, that was the one role that I, that one scene um, and actually episode that I was like, 
you know what? I don't, I can do whatever I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid that I can do it, whatever it is, you know? But I tell you one role that I was really just happy to be in, you know, is Underground Railroad working mm-hmm. with Barry Jenkins. Ooh, I'm, I'm sure. I had so many friends on that show. Man, I tell you, the, the, just being in that, that project, there was just an energy there that um, was just a blessing to be a part of. And you yeah. feel like you're part of history. And, and, and um, I felt like I was, I was part of a, a, a good quilt that was going to last for a long time. And I was woven into it. So Ooh, I love that. Oh, I love it. I felt that way when I played Harriet Tubman on Timeless. You know, the Girl. show got canceled. It, that was definitely one of those moments where I was like, this was just, okay. It was graduation. That was a graduation. Girl, Girl listen. Yeah. And, and to be able to have to take stuff from, woo, that's yeah. a, that's yeah. some grit for real, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's some grit for real, for real. And I can't even imagine um, like bringing to life, you know, Harriet Tubman's dream, you know? Yeah, I felt like a rite, of, <laughs> a rite of passage too because so many amazing actresses have stepped into that role and have each brought something of their own to it. So it was pressure, it was excitement, but I was like, I'm chosen, I'm gonna I'm a do it. It was, gra- it was graduation. I was like, I graduated. I graduated. I graduated. Like I, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I know I'm sitting at the table. Look, my look, my napkin's already in my lap. Right. You know when you come to butter, you like yeah. Oh, sit on down here. Yeah. What's up? Oh, pass pass the butter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Hey, what's up? It's Christine Horn, The Booking Magnet. I am so excited to invite you to our next event. It is called Booking Magnet Live. It's happening in Atlanta, Georgia on July 15th and 16th, 2022. You're gonna spend two days surrounded with actors just like you. Actors who want more, actors who are looking for a safe space, a sanctuary, a safe haven to express themselves, to learn, to grow, and to connect. So I'm excited for you to experience that. Make sure you join us July 15th and 16th. You can click the link below, and I'm so excited to see you there. Listen, I know we talk, we've talked a lot about process and what makes this magical and you know you've given so many nuggets already about how to show up more as a pro which I I love and I hope you all are enjoying this but I do want to make sure we get to the nitty-gritty of the reality of the ebbs and flows of this industry and it looks different for each and every one of us right we could be on a you know it could be you could be in a, a low season a quiet season right now you know there's a misconception. I used to think it when I was working my nine to five and my six to 10, like, Ooh, when I get a guest star, I'm going to be able to quit my job. Listen. Oh, little pookie. No, that's not how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little pookie. Well, girl, look, I, you know, I think it's so important to talk about this stuff because first of all, the first thing people think is because you're on TV, you're rich. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, it cracks me up. When, have you ever looked up your net worth on yeah. on Google? Girl, yeah. d- type in your net worth. You will die laughing. <laughs> I, I was like, where is the money? 
Oh, where no. is the money? Because I, I don't, I that I haven't seen that in my bank, but okay. Um, yeah, I think it's really important to be real about it. I mean, it is a business. Um, I think as a woman of color, we have, you know, as women of color, we have special situations too, as far as like, you know, salary and yeah. how much we get paid versus other people in our industry. Um, also one of the things that, that I'm really, um, passionate about is the whole local, uh, hire thing, you know, um, living in Atlanta, we see that a lot where, um, you'll have actors that come into town that are getting paid way more than we are living right here. And let me tell you, talent doesn't have a zip code, right? You know, my talent is the same talent in Atlanta versus whether I move to to LA and then fly out here. Same yeah. town, you know? And so um, you know, that's kind of frustrating as a as a local artist here. Um, when you see people that are coming into town and getting paid more. Um I have I I'm probably um in one of the groups that gets paid more as a local artist, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But um but I would say that pool is probably very small. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that the industry really needs to work on and address. As mm-hmm. far as I understand that there are, there are um, tax Incentive. money. That, yes, yeah, all of that that's going on. But also you want to make sure that, that you are compensating your talents yeah. um, for their talents, you know, no matter where they live. So, um, so I think that people you know, need to be honest and talk about that. And I think where, where it's important is that, that actors have these uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. Talking money is always uncomfortable. Always. I have a friend in the industry where we would talk about that kind of stuff. Okay. So how much are you making? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm making this, you know, and, um, and it was surprising to hear, Mm -hmm. you know, the different, the differences, you know, and so I think it's important to have those things, those conversations that make us uncomfortable, that make us kind of want to cringe. Um, if we want to kind of move up the ladder and to continue to to climb in the business. Um, but yeah. there are going to be times where there's nothing on the books. And how do you deal with that? In the past, you know, how do you how do you deal with that in the seasons where it's been quiet? You know, like, yeah. Like even mentally, what are some mental things that you do do to stay in good mental health? Um, you know, a role you were so close. It was a you down to you and yeah. one person, or a pin that got released. Like, cause you yeah. know, a lot of us are dealing with that, and it can be easy to feel like, what's wrong with me? Why is this affecting me so much? So it's yeah. important to hear. So any tip you can give on how you managed to work work through it or still work through it? I, you know what, I stopped making it personal. Mm. This is not personal. As far as like not getting roles, when I audition for a role, I kill it and then I release it. You know, sometimes I just know and I'm like, okay, that role is mine. Mm -hmm. And I say that role is mine. And if it comes to me, (laughs) it comes to me. If it doesn't, I release it into the ethers. Because I realized sometimes I, there have been several times where I've I've been up for that big huge role, and then I hear a call like, last minute they they released you. The producer had a friend, they gave it to the producer's friend. Mm-hmm. Wasn't mm-hmm. my role. Yeah. 
wasn't my role. And it's none of my business to a certain extent. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because for me to sit there and go, oh, oh, I was this close. You don't know. That, that job might have been a situation with a, a director that was abusive and an environment that was toxic. Yeah. For whatever reason, I was not supposed to be there and do that role. That's okay. Something else is coming. I trust that. Yeah. I trust the process. You know, I think what really helped me with that was theater because theater, I would, I would look at the books and I would have nothing. And I'd be like, oh my God, how am I going to pay my rent? And I would stress out and I would stress out and I'd stress out. And then three days later, I'd be booked for five months. But now I also had a trade. I was a makeup artist. So for the longest time, I would work um, doing freelancing, doing makeup, um, working overnight so that I could do gigs during the day. You know, I made sure that I had, and I tell people all the time, get get a hustle. Titus, ooh, you are a hustle. Because you don't have ebbs and flows. And I'm telling you, if, if anything's, I've been blessed to be able to not have to do anything on the side and just work acting. But the minute that something goes dry, trust and believe I'm going to be drawn on somebody's eyebrows. You hear me? <laughs> Listen, that's important. I'm always preaching about, I don't subscribe to the broke actor struggle. Now, things might be tight sometimes, but huh. I, I have no shame. I have Listen. many skills. I'm a very skilled woman. I got many skills. Yes. And I have, there's no shame in paying your bills and taking care of yourself. We're, you know, many are grown people. We got, we got responsibilities. No, what good girl. (laughs) And it's not wrapped up in your worthiness. It's it's not not wrapped up in your worthiness. And you've got to know that because if, because this business will uh, ebb and flow, Mm -hmm. it's guaranteed to do that. And if you don't know who you are, you will ebb and flow with it. Right. You want to be able to be constant in who you are and not feel affected in your life, you know, feel like your life is over because you you haven't had a role for six six months to a year. Yeah. You've got to be able to be strong within yourself and know who you are and say, hey, it when it comes, it comes. And also create our own content. We have no excuses. With TikTok, with YouTube, with all those other things, start creating your own content. Feed, feed, feed your artists, you know? And sometimes, you know, my I, I have a wonderful husband who is um, just amazing. And one of the things that he reminds me all the time, and this is important too, to feed your artists, it doesn't always mean acting. Mm. I, most artists do multiple things, just like you are creative in multiple things. I don't care if it's if you're good at it or not. I paint. I love to paint. My friends laugh at my paintings all the time. I don't give a <laughs> damn. Girl, they are pieces of art. Okay. I love to decorate. I decorate. I love to write. I sing. You know, do all of these other things that round you out. You are not just an actor. You right. know, there are several things that that make you who you are. And then just understand and know at the end of the day, and this is my belief, you know, on screen, off screen, whatever, the most important thing is, is your family and the people that you love and that, you know, pour love into you. Yeah, I agree. Because at the, at the end of my life, if I'm in a bed dying, it's not going to be a whole bunch of Oscars sitting around me or the director 
or anybody else. It's going to be the people that I have poured into and that have poured into me. So, so you got to keep it real with yourself. Keep it you know real. What I mean? Keep it real. And, and you have to be the priority. You know, I was yes. like, if you're stressed about eating, keeping the lights on, it's really hard to be in a creative space. So do what you need to do. Take the job you need to take to, yes. to finance the things you want to do. Exactly. And I'm a living testimony of that. I mean, to this day. Girl, <laughs> look. You got to diversify. You have to diversify. Listen, you got to. You got to. You hear me? I don't have no problems. Do it whatever. And you what? know, it it, it 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 cracks me up how people were going in on the guy who was on the Cosby show. What was his name? I oh, can't think. I forget his real name. Who played who played Ed Elvin? Ed yeah, yeah, who was working at Trader Joe's. I'm like, it's a job. <laughs> it's a job. And not only is it a job, but it's a job with a great environment where people tend to be happy mm-hmm. because they have, you know. A, a staff that that welcomes people being themselves and you know yeah. so i'm i don't know i've never worked there but people always say how they they love working at trader joe's so i'm like people don't go somewhere are you gonna pay that man's bills it's that it's that part it's the and this is important for you to know now wherever you are in your career whatever stage yeah. there will always be someone or a group of people who feel who is a counting your coins right okay <laughs> number one okay. and making up a story in their head about what success looks like. And typically they have no, they know nothing about the industry. Right. It's like, just remember, like (laughs) you talk about the man who's on the Cosby show, you know how long the Cosby show been off the air? Like, do you understand? Like this takes budgeting, even the best budgeter. And the the residuals go down, honey. uh, Every time. Look, Okay. The residuals so, ain't good forever. Right. So y'all, that's why we gotta keep working. But yes. just before you judge, because we can do it to ourselves, to our own community. And again, a lot of that is from ignorance. And I and I don't mean that in yes. a bad way. Like I said, when I was working my day job in Atlanta, I thought my guest star, I could quit. I really did. I was like, oh, wait till I'm a guest star. I would see people who are like maybe two or three episodes recurring. I didn't even know what people made. Girl, and th- and here's the thing too. I had um, a friend of mine who's an A-lister tell me the other day, like, yo, I still got to put stuff on tape. So people have this idea that once you're an A-lister, you're going to just be given stuff and you're not going to have to. No, A-lister still got to put stuff on tape. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of things that you think are great until you get there. Like another thing that is so interesting um, for me is I'm sure child, you be in so much stuff. I'm sure people recognize you left and right. But I'm just getting to the point where now um, a lot of people are starting to recognize me. Mm-hmm. And I think about that. I remember when I was young, I was like, oh, I, I just, I want to be a star and I want people to know who I am. And, you know, and now that people are starting to recognize me, I'm like, I don't want nobody to know who I am. <laughs> right. Let me just get to work, get home. <laughs> you know, it's an odd thing. Yeah. It's very odd. I mean, I'm blessed and I'm appreciative to everyone who 
and and kind, of course, to anyone who approaches me or says anything, because I'm just blessed to be that have that people are watching the work and stuff like that. But it's not it's not normal. Yeah, it's different. Somebody's just staring at you. It's weird. <laughs> I know you've had that happen where they just well, stare. People, and you're like, what? you forget. Days, I, you forget. Your I don't know what they're looking at. Right. right. I forget all the time. I'm like, why are they staring at me? And you then know. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> you be oh, on God. TV every week, <laughs> girl. I, you forget. I went to a Korean spa the other day. And I'm, you know, and I don't know anyone who's ever been to Korean spa in the, in the wet area, you, you don't wear clothes. You just, yeah. everybody's, yeah. And I'm sitting in the warm tub and, and the girl, she's staring and staring. I'm like, what is she? And I turn and she turns and then I'm like, what is going on? And then she's finally like, are you an actress? And I'm like, Lord, I'm just butt naked. I'm, I'm a naked actress right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't predict <laughs> what is gonna happen. Right. So that's what I'm just saying. Like, you know, people, you you never you, you think one thing until you Are experience it. it, and then you're like, oh, okay, oh, so a list you still have to tape. Oh, okay, so it's you yeah. know, it's that not helps. gonna always be up. There are gonna be hills and valleys. My mother used to always say that. Listen, there are in life there are always gonna be hills and valleys. Yeah. You know, but when you're in the in the valley. And you, you look up at that hill, just know a peak is coming. Yeah. You know, you might have to pull yourself out of it, but a peak is coming. You know, you just yeah. got to stay in the, you got to stay in the game. Gotta, you got to stay in the race. That's, I mean, you're kind of leading into my, my final question for you. And this is so good. And y'all need to play this back again. And I think opening yourself up to listening to people who've been in the industry, um, longer than you or who are working in a different part of the industry take keep listening to these conversations because this is the reality seeing things that i've seen since i've been especially living in hollywood coming from atlanta to hollywood has been humbling like going to an audition pre-covid but going into an audition in a waiting room and i'm seeing actresses who i've been watching on television since i was a kid some of people who were on hit shows at the time and listen Still all in the waiting room for this one day guest star. And that's humbling. Yes. And I don't mean that negatively. It's just like, oh, don't get too big for your britches, boo. Because uh don't, don't stay humble. Stay humble in this game because it's quick. It will change on you quickly, you yeah. know? And that's why I think it's really important. I can't tell you how many actors I've been on set with that had an attitude with the the production assistant or with the makeup artist or was was you know standoffish or people talk they sure do your reputation will get around people will say uh yeah if it's between him and this other guy let's go with him because he's mean to our pas yeah like don't do it <laughs> Oh, be kind say thank you clean up after yourself hang up your damn clothes you know oh, if you got time go get your own damn coffee you know what i'm saying like be considerate yeah. you know and and I, I i promise you i promise you if you do that and you show up authentically and you give your best my role on the resident i was booked the first season i did three episodes i i wasn't supposed to be a reoccurring role. 
But they like y'all hear that? Listen, they like me. So I went from season one only in three episodes to this season where I've, you know, I haven't been as missed an episode yet. So Mm. be there, do the work, be kind to people. Be kind to people. It doesn't doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't. And I'm not saying fake it because sometimes you're just not in a great mood. But even when you're not in a great mood, it takes two seconds to to at least be kind to someone. Yeah. And you're and at the end of the day, you're at work and you're professional. Yes. So there's you know, I think that's so important because and I hope in a I hope as you all hear us as we talk about ebbs and flows, again, we're being transparent about money and, and, and budgeting, but the reality is too, the more money you make, you, your lifestyle changes, like just things you need. Like when you're on set all day, like, yeah, I have a housekeeper now because I don't have time. I don't have the time to clean those toilets. I just don't have the time. And don't I don't have the time. And I desire not to. Right. <laughs> I desire not to. So, but that costs money, right? So then you start creating a life, right? And I'm not saying live outside of your means, but living the life that you design, that you want, takes money and income. So don't be surprised when you're like, what do I need to do to keep this lifestyle? Because listen, we could all go back to ramen, but we don't want to. Right. We don't have to, right? So that's- And and also, I'm not like, like, I I don't ball out. That's the thing. A small condo, you hear me? A little small condo. I'm not trying to like. I've got got my little uh, my little Toyota, not Toyota. There's a Honda, a Honda hybrid, you know, because I know I got to prepare for the long game. Exactly the long game, and this you is gold. Game. This yeah. is gold nuggets. Okay, I know yeah. you have red carpets and glitz, but all all that costs money too. Yes, publicists, clothes, and a lot of those red carpet and glitz people don't have the money and that's the real like a lot of people you people think you're on tv you got a whole bunch of money there are a lot of people fronting that don't have it takes a lot of money to why why do that to yourself why do that to yourself you know um because it you do have to play the long game in this business yeah you know it's it's and you know what is interesting too i just have to say this because i just thought about this as far as the long game as an actor too, adjusting to how you're being seen. Mm-hmm. Like now as 50, you're no longer sexy. You're no longer, you know, your, 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 your characters, you're looked at different. You're the mom, you're the grandma, or you're the, you know. And so even with that kind of stuff as an actor, you have to prepare yourself to go ahead and, and recognize what, you, what you're being looked at. As, you know, I mean, like sometimes with the ego, it's hard. Yeah, you get that's, that, you again, know, that internal work. Why you got that sixty-year-old character? I ain't sixty. You know, you like my age range don't flow that high. You Listen, know, my, them breakdowns come to me. They'd be like thirties to sixty-five. I'd be like, <laughs> or I'll just or I'll just be like fifties. I'd be like, okay. But you know, I also say I've booked things before where the age changed. So I just thought, I was like, you know what? Y'all see what I look like. Y'all see me. Y'all see me. And don't be, don't be upset by that. But because it can be for some people, that is a hard thing, especially as women, because, uh, you know, in this industry, men age and they become sexy and debonair, you know, and women age in this industry and they just look at us as being old, you know? 
which again is why we need to continue to and I, I always like to encourage you create your own content yeah. create your own content you know we have to start writing the roles that we want to see absolutely that's definitely on my agenda this year mine too before we wrap you've said so much so many nuggets here but i want you to just for a moment put in your mind's eye the seasoned actor at home been in the game for a minute maybe 15 plus years and maybe things have just gotten so quiet they're wondering should they quit they don't know what's up what's wrong also keep in mind the newer actor who's starting but feeling lost and confused, feels frustrated, like they just can't seem to break in. Both sides are on the table and wanting to throw in the towel. They're asking themselves, am I even good enough? Maybe I this isn't, maybe I'm not cut out for this. What words of encouragement would you give these artists right now? Um, the first thing I would say is if it's your passion, if it's truly your passion, you will doubt it. You will feel like I can't go on, but you'll have to because you can't live without it. So if it's your it's your passion, you're going to have to, to continue on doing it because you're not going to be able to do anything other than that. I think it's just trusting we are so, we want, we're the microwave generation right now. Everybody wants it to happen right when they want it to happen. But we're not really always in control of how this journey um, comes out. You got to be able to ride it and be able to have faith that you know um, that if you are showing up authentically yourself, if you are doing your homework, Mm -hmm. If you are showing up prepared and vulnerable enough to create whatever role that you've been cast in, if you are kind to those around you, then you can't help but to, to succeed eventually, you know, but you mm -hmm. got to hang in there. Sometimes it takes a while. I feel like my career is just now ramping up to the, the point that I wanted it to. And I'm 50. Yeah. I'm 50 years old, you know? You can't, you can't put a time limit on things. Um, if you give up, then it will end. <laughs> you know what I mean? If for you sure. Give up, it right. for sure will end. But if you carry on, you know, who knows, you know? So, and then also too, and I, and I gotta be honest with this because some people say, you know, like, oh, follow your dreams. Sometimes you have to be honest with yourself too. Do you have the talent? And honestly, we are, we really do know and we feel in our gut. We know when things are for us and when they're not. Sometimes we don't want to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. You know, you said, I don't want to lose this 20 pounds. Do you really? Because you just ate that cookie. Right. Do you really want to lose the 20 pounds? Or are you saying you want to lose the 20 pounds, you know? So sometimes you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, uh, like I just I just uh, stepped away from my band. I was in a black rock band mm -hmm. for six years. But I realized as much as I loved the music and I loved 
our content and it was magical being on stage, I was burnt out. Mm. I was tired <laughs> and I wasn't showing up the way that I should have, you know, I wasn't giving my all to that because I didn't have my all to give. Right. So I had to be honest with myself and say, okay, you're half-assing this. So I had to release it. Sometimes it's hurtful, but you have to be honest with yourself and say, hey, do I have what it takes to be successful? And if I do, do I have what it takes to 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 hang in there and ride the ride? Because it's not going to always be fun. Exactly. But if you love it, you're not going to care. Ooh. You're gonna be there. Look, yes. I mean, look at girl. We've been on this ride for a long, long time. Long, long time we've been riding this ride. And I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Now, like like we said, if I have to, I will pull on all of my other talents. Yeah. Make sure that, the, you know, these bills are paid. But if it's really your passion, you're not going to see any other way around it. Mm. And this business needs that kind of commitment because it's not cute. It's not a cute business. So you got to want it that much. Yeah. You got to know that it is for you and that, you know, there's no other option. There's no other option, y'all. There's no other option. No other option. I think the theme in this whole conversation today has been doing that inner work and asking yourself those real questions um, yeah. because you need those real answers. Ah, oh, Denitra! This has been so, so juicy. <laughs> this has been so juicy. I told you, man, before we got started, I said, I've been having the best conversations doing this series. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for all of you who are watching and tuning in. If you missed any part of this, just check out the website, catch up on the episodes. No worries. In the show notes, we're going to put all the links to Denitra so you can follow her online, watch some of the stuff she's been in on any of your on-demand streaming services, <laughs> you can find them there. Denitra, <laughs> continue successes. I'm so oh, proud of you. So happy to call you friend. And thank you for saying yes and spending this time with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is just amazing. You're doing, this is so amazing. Artists need this. Yeah. They need this. And thank you so much for supplying this for new artists that are coming along, for us old artists that need encouragement. Um, yeah. This is such a gift. And thank you for giving your gift to us and just being the boss that you are, girl. I love, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I, I, you're such a beautiful, bald black woman. I'm glad yes, to be your boss. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay tuned for our next episode of Booking Magnet Magic. And thank you again. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hollywood Bound Actor Podcast at HollywoodBoundActor.com.